Welcome, everybody, to our Kingdom Link podcast. Man, we are so happy that you are here listening with us yet again for another episode here at Kingdom Link. We are so thankful for all our listeners, all our followers on our Facebook page. We have now uh, started our Instagram page. So we are over there on Instagram. Find us, follow us, share us, because we're so excited to venture into another revenue for social media that we can bring attention to the cause of Kingdom Link. Again, we are so thankful and honored that you have chosen to join with us today. Today we're going to go over episode three of this Understanding the Call podcast series. We're calling this episode, Discovering Your Gifts and Assignments. Discovering Your Gifts and Assignments. Again, I am so honored to have my father and my co-host here with me. Dad, why don't you go ahead and greet everybody for this third episode of this series. Thank you, David. It's great to be back again uh, behind the microphone with you, and uh, we're we're into this last uh, lesson on understanding the call. I'm excited about getting into material. Absolutely. Before, before we do, I just want to encourage everyone to uh, click the like buttons, share our our feeds, and we are also on YouTube. If you want to see some of our videos, All right? Uh, go to it. Subscribe to our videos. Subscribe to our feed. Uh, we're uh, trying to reach out in whatever way we can because our desire is to connect generational leaders. We are a father and son team, mm-hmm. and uh, we work in different areas of ministry and also leadership, and it's really great to to be a part of Kingdom Link. That being said, I'm ready to get into discovering our gifts and uh, assignments. Let's do it. We're so excited. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about uh, three stages to effective ministry. How can you find a way to impact your community and your world? We're going to be talking, um, kind of diving deep into the three main topics, and that is, one, discovering your gift, two, finding your place, and three, producing fruit. I think that every every good leader wants these things in their life. Every every leader, I believe, should strive for this. What's my gift? Exactly. Always it, strive to find out what your gifting is. And and uh, then once you discover your gift, then you better know your place. There's a lot of people are looking for Absolutely. a place that hasn't found their gift, and so they don't really know where they fit. Mm-hmm. Gifts give way to place, and then gifts ultimately produce fruit. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what you need to be mindful is, is that... Uh, your gift is basically who you are. We all represent kind of like a tree almost. Uh, you wouldn't just call, oh, see, that's a tree. You know, you call it, that's an apple tree. Right. That's a pear tree. And sometimes you're defined by the fruit that you give. Absolutely. And, and I'd, I'd like to look into leaderships and gifts uh, scripturally because that's the foundation of absolutely of we are kingdom link and the kingdom is is connect is, is it's the, the kingdom of God k- kingdom of God and I believe there are some great biblical principles for leadership. absolutely look at first uh, Corinthians chapter 12 verse 4 through 6 which are it's a powerful statements three powerful statements that go with our 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 discussion today. The first one is, now there are diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of operation, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of op- uh, different administration, but the same Lord. And diversities of operation, but the same God that worketh all in all. So the- really what we need to understand is, what, what do these verses mean? 
Mm-hmm. What 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 are these verses talking about? And so that's kind of what we're going to dive into right. for this episode. And, and specifically, and doing good due diligence with the text, Paul it goes into the nine spiritual gifts, right. and then uh, the, the, these chapters 12, 13, and 14 all kind of flow together with that concept. But let's look at them from a leadership standpoint. Number one that I see in this verse of Scripture is everybody has different gifts. Thank God. No one has all the gifts. Nope. There are some that I think that they think they do. But uh, Paul is <laughs> saying, for one is given by the Spirit a gift, and to another a different gift. Right. The fact is that everyone is needed and every gift is important. Absolutely. Because when you when you really begin to think about it, why in the world would God create a kingdom where every single person had the exact same gift? It, it, it think, doesn't make sense. Think that. of it like this way. If you were on a deserted island and all there all the only type of fruit was there were apples. I know mm-hmm. I've said this twice, but the only fruit there was apples. Wouldn't you get tired of apples after a while? Tired. I'd be tired of You'd apples. You'd be tired of apples. Yeah. So that would be so boring if everyone <laughs> had the exact same spiritual gift. Yes. God did not create a cookie cutter kingdom. No, he did not. He didn't create it. Uh, I just want to, real quick, I want to speak to a leader out there. If you are alive, you are alive because you have a unique gifting. That's right. A special heavenly gifting. So don't let your time on earth be wasted. Don't let that gift die with you and never bear fruit. Use your gift for the kingdom while you still can. Because it's something different. You're alive because you bring something different to the table. Absolutely. You're here because you bring something different. You have a different gifting. Everyone is important. Because they bring a different gifting to the body Absolutely. and a different function body. Let me use this analogy. Um, if, if you count every nut, every bolt, every screw of a normal Toyota car, it has close to 30,000 parts Wow! that makes up the car. Now, a car has to have an engine to move. Mm-hmm. But that $2,650 engine could not start without the power of a $120 battery. And a $120 battery cannot work without a $20 transfer cable that supplies power from the battery to the alternator. Right. And the $20 transfer cable is useless without the 50-cent bolt that attaches the cable to the battery. So we ask ourselves, which part of that, uh, uh, that we described there is the most important to the operation of the car? Right. The fact is that a that a, a thirty uh, forty thousand dollar car with thirty thousand dollar parts is is dependent upon a fifty cent bolt mm-hmm. for it to grow or go. Absolutely. And uh, Joshua's victory in the valley was determined by a boulder and two men that held <laughs> up Moses' hands. Right. So all that's fighting back down there was determined by what. Uh, what somebody else was doing in, in, as a part of that. So the Apostle Paul is, is showing us that there's different gifts, different gifts, a diversity of gifts that God gives out uh, that's very important. It's not about the size. No. It's not about how powerful it may seem. Right, right. It's not about how vo- uh, visible it is. Nobody goes over there and says, oh, did you see that 50-cent nut? 
that nut really is important. What a nut. What a nut. <laughs> but you don't you don't see that. No. But it is so important it to is. the operation of the car. So everybody needs to realize, regardless of what their gifting is, it's important to the kingdom. Well, does that speak of even though a gift is not out front and center? Yes. Does that mean it's still important? Absolutely. <laughs> it's you know, there's parts of your body uh you don't ever see. Right. But they determine whether you live or die. Absolutely. So uh, Paul said in Romans chapter 12 and verse 6, it says, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. That differing there is an interesting Greek term that means excellence in variety. Excellence in variety. I love that. The, the, so, so if you're listening today, okay, you've, we've talked about your calling. We've talked about uh, you know how to qualify yourself. Mm-hmm. Then you're working on, I know what my gifting is then realize that you bring excellence to the community Absolutely. that you live in and the church you attend because your different gift is going to produce a great result when it's put together with other gifts. Right, right. Uh, look at 1 Corinthians 7 and 7, where, or where, Paul, or where Paul is writing again. He said, But I would that all men were even as I myself, but every man hath his proper gift of God, one after this manner, one after another, uh, after that, you know. So I think it's important to understand not everybody's got the same giftings, right. so they're not going to all look alike. And I think another thing to realize is it's not like whenever you're trying to figure out your gift or realize what your gift is, it's not like you're throwing a dart on a wall and whatever it lands on, that's what I've got. Yeah. No, God has ordained you. Whenever yeah. He knit your body together right. in creation, whenever He saw back... During creation, whenever he saw future in the eons of time, and he saw you in your place right now, he destined a gift for you. Absolutely. And to think about that, how many billions upon billions of people who have ever lived Mm -hmm. in the kingdom, out of the kingdom, he wrote a gift for them that was specific for them. Yes. And I know it gets a little political, but that's, that's one reason that abortion is such... A devastation. It's a slap in the face of God. Because he wrote gifts for those unborn children Yeah, I that, they ca- the, that can never be fulfilled. Exactly. I wonder if like the cure for cancer was in the gift absolutely. of one of those children. I absolutely. Mean, it, 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 that, uh, we could talk forever on that. Uh, absolutely. But we need to understand the importance of you may feel worthless right now. Mm-hmm. You may feel that you don't matter to the kingdom of God. That is so untrue. That is... Absolutely. So untrue. You he, have a purpose. Absolutely. You have a gift that could change your change. world. You know, one, one, one thing that I see, we talk about culture. One thing that I see is that people say to their children or grandchildren or to their students, you can be anything you want to be. Right. That's not altogether true. Yeah, that's true. I really wanted to be an NBA star. <laughs> In your five nine, <laughs> I'm five ten. I have you know. Oh, so that and, one and inch I give have, you an advantage out there. I, I was actually an all star in my uh, junior high school playing basketball. How many years ago was that? That's been a long time ago. <laughs> I, I actually one time touched the rim with the tip of my finger. You know, I could jump so high. So, uh, what size ladder were you on? <laughs> <laughs> well, the the truth is. I never had the gifting. <laughs> right. And I couldn't even work hard enough right. to be an NBA star. That Absolutely. was not what I was cut out That's to be. That's not what you were designed to be. But I think you can tell someone, whatever God has gifted inside of you, 
Absolutely. That's what you can be. Mm-hmm. And not only just be, be the best oh, at it. Well, what it you said do. excellence in variety. Isn't that great? It doesn't mean that you're mediocre in your gift. Yeah. No matter what, Mike, own that gift. Absolutely. Own it. Make it yours and be the best that you possibly can be. Absolutely. You know, Paul said, okay, different gifts. There are diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. The next statement is a powerful statement because he says, there are differences of administration, but the same Lord. Okay. God gives diversity of gifts, but then he also takes it to another level and he gives differences of administration. And that speaks how those gifts are used. Right. So even if my gift is similar to yours, mm-hmm. he's going to administrate that differently right. to get the results that he right. wants. And I think he kind of pinpointed that on the person as well. Because personality types are different. Right. Because we're not created the same in personality right. types, thank God. And my personality, say I have a specific gifting, but then you have somewhat of the same gifting in that aspect, but your personality changes how you use that gift. My because person- that's the way God made you. Absolutely. My personality is going to change how I use that gift. Right. So even though it can be the same source, mm-hmm. it changes out. It branches out. Right. And I, I don't think it's by accident that Paul says you have different gifts, same spirit. Absolutely. And a difference of, min, of administrations, same Lord. Same Lord. It's about, okay... He gives me the gifts, and then he has the right to lord mm-hmm. over that gift Absolutely. as he sees fit. Well, and that goes back to what we've said, that I'm not even my own. Mm-hmm. I'm just renting this body for a little bit. Right. I'm renting this. Right. I have a soul, but the Lord is over that. He lords over my soul. Mm-hmm. And so he has full reign over, okay, there's some times where he's pushing me. To use my gift. Mm-hmm. There are some times where he's got to jerk on my coattail because I'm not doing something right. Because he's Lord over that. He's he decides. Lord. His Lordship tells us how to use our gift. Absolutely. He designs it yeah. because he designed it in the first place. Well, let's just take somebody that's gifted in business. Right. Gifted, gifted in business. I once one time talked to a, a man who, who actually did the blacktop of our, our church here. And uh, was talking to him, and tears started pouring down his face as we were talking about living for God. And he was a man of faith, and he he loved the Lord. And he was he was, I mean, he's a man in his probably late fifties, right? But he was crying and weeping, and this is what he said, and it floored me. He said, "God put me on this earth to lay blacktop." Wow! <laughs> With tears flowing down his face, he said, That's- "He owned it." He owned that, but he also said he's the Lord of that gift. Mm-hmm. Okay, he could have been frustrated and There's say, something powerful in realizing that. When you realize that, okay, I may not be just like some person next door, but then if he's put me on the face of the earth, as this gentleman said, to lay blacktop, that I'm going to do a job that makes him the Lord of that blacktop Absolutely. job. Absolutely. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right, let's he look He is at, the ownership of it. He's, he's the owner of it. So not only does he give me the gift, then he gives me the ability to administrate that gift under his lordship. Absolutely. The Absolutely. Next, the next thing that he, Paul said was there's a, there's a diversity of operations, but the same God. So we had different gifts, same spirit, different administrations, same Lord. Then he says a diversity of, of operations. operations. Um, 
But it's the same God. But same God. One of the problems we have sometimes in our 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 tenure as a leader or as a minister is we tend to measure our ministry results by what is produced. We're conditioned to do that. Yet that produces more anxiety and stress rather than intimacy and contentment. Right. We tend to examine the success of a ministry based on its size of operation. Mm-hmm. We say someone has met the big time because they're running. You know, this has always been a real uh, question mark to me. Who sets that benchmark? Right. Okay, if a guy is very successful and he's got he's got a hundred people that he's pastoring. Well, then you've, the, you've got to ask what defines success in the kingdom of God. Right. So does 300, is that the right? Okay, I've got 300 in my that I'm serving. Right, or, right. Or I have 1,000 that, that I'm serving. Well, and uh, then that, that delivers, because I know you've made this point too. Uh, Simon, he preached and was stoned. Uh, Steph, St- Stephen, Stephen, sorry, Stephen. Stephen right, 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 right. Yeah. Stephen preached and he was stoned. Yeah, and then you, he, but there was somebody Peter. there. Oh, that's right. Paul was there. Paul was there. Yeah, I see where you're going. Yeah, but then Peter preached the same message. Three thousand were saved. Well, who affected more? Mm. Was it the person that preached and three thousand were saved, or was it the man that preached and died? Yeah, but there was somebody there listening that listening. wrote. The majority of the New Testament. So, so the results belong to God. Okay, absolutely. The results, the gifts come from God. Right. He's the Lord on how I do that gift. Right. And then He is God over the results. The reason for that is that it goes back to what gift He gave me. Absolutely. Ducks don't climb trees very well. <laughs> they don't run a hundred yard dash very well. Right. But you put them in the environment that they were designed to be because of their particular gift, they hang around water because mm-hmm. that's where they're the best. Yeah, uh, who, who taught a rabbit how to hop? Was, it, was, was, was there the very first rabbit had to go to rabbit school? To learn how to hop? No, he mm-hmm. had a gifting that was built within him. Uh, there are areas of our life that we were created to excel and that's finding the gift that God has helped us to find, learn how to administrate that gift, and then let Him produce the result as we're doing a, the best job administering that gift. Absolutely. One of my favorite scriptures, and you know this real well, uh, is the scripture in Genesis 1 and 12. Absolutely. And the earth brought forth grass and uh, herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit. This is the statement that blows me away. Whose seed... seed was in itself. Absolutely. After his kind. Absolutely. And God saw that it was good. You know, let's look let's talk about some people in the Bible mm-hmm. that had giftings that were hidden. Right. Moses was a murderer. Mm-hmm. And he committed that murder attempting to administrate his gift. Right. But it wasn't the right time. Not the right time. But God didn't see a murderer. Mm-hmm. He saw a leader. Absolutely. Why? Because God looked within him and saw this is what he is. How, how about Rahab? What was Rahab? She was a harlot. Right. She was a harlot. And a lot of people would look at her and say, oh, that's, that a harlot. Just, that's, a, that's a harlot. But what God saw was the great-grandmother of King David. Wow. And would later be listed in the lineage of Christ. It was an important part. It was an important part. 
Simon Peter was a hot-headed red, uh, evidently a, a hot-headed redhead with a flawed personality. Right. I mean, he wasn't very good with a sword. And my God, Matthew was a tax collector. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Saul was a persecutor. Right. Gideon didn't even know who he was. Absolutely. He was hiding. He was hiding, and and so Gideon didn't even know who he was, and it took the angel of the Lord to say, uh, hey, mighty man of valor, while he's hiding out. <laughs> Absolutely. Because God already saw what was in him. So I, I think we want to reiterate the three, three things that have to, have to be in place when it comes to your gifting. One is understanding that uh, diversity of gifts, same spirit, diversity of administrations, same Lord, Differences of operation or results, God. same God. So it all goes back to Him. It all goes back to Him. Absolutely. Let's talk about understanding our gifts. When we understand what, what our gifts are for, just quickly, I want to talk about two things that we need to do. Number one, gifts glorify God. Simple as that. Simple as that. Uh, well, that, that shows you really what gifts are. Yeah. If you're doing something that does not glorify God, you're and you're in the wrong place. And it's probably not a gift. No. Uh, well, Jesus put it like this. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, mm-hmm. so shall ye be, my, be not my disciples. Right. And then he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Gifts are given to bring glory to God, like the man with the blacktop. What he did, regardless of how menial it may mm-hmm. be seen to others, he did it to bring glory to God. Absolutely. God has created us to bear fruit. Matter of fact, not just bear fruit, but much fruit. Much fruit. So wherever we are in bearing fruit, God said, give me the glory. Right. If you're... if you're, you're It's His anyway. If, exactly. If you're gifted, if a, if a person is gifted in mus- music, mm-hmm. and they're playing an instrument, whether that be a guitar, drums, piano, organ, whatever, whatever, whatever it may be, if God's not getting the glory out of that, then you're illegitimately using that gift. Right. He's not Lord of it. Absolutely. He's not Lord Same of it. Same over preaching, teaching, anything. 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 But I think it's very important to know that gifts really have to have a good, humble understanding of their purpose. And we'll get more into that. Well, and gifts, that's exactly what it is. It is a gift that you are given. Yeah. Whether by creation or by uh, the Spirit anointing you, absolutely, it is given. It is going to give. So the first thing is a gift has got to do is glorify God. The second thing it's got to edify the community where it is, the kingdom where it is. So, so kind of talk to us. What describe to us what edifying means? Well, that's a uh, that's a good New Testament word. You don't hear that too right, often, right? On on edifying. So. so for us today, how, how would you describe edifying? A gift should edify in this sense. It should build up. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it should act of one who, uh, like one who promotes another's growth. Another's growth. Yeah. It's meant another's. To, that's uh, another person's okay, growth. Okay. Another person's growth. Your gift is meant to uh, solve a problem, to help others, to help others, and to so edify. So, what you're saying is that a gift is not for yourself. Bingo. <laughs> That's exactly right. Our gifts should not define us. 
That's, that's not who we are. That's a powerful statement. So, you know, that, that's a powerful statement. Our, our gifts are not who we are, and we'll get into identity on another right, podcast right, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So you do have to know who you are in Christ. You have to know who you are before you, I believe, you have to know who you are before you produce fruit. Absolutely. You have to know who you are. But one of the biggest things that I had to learn in leadership is that my gift does not define me. No, sir. Because I'm not my gift and my gift is not me. It is a part of coming is from part? me, mm-hmm. but it's because God gives the gifts. God helps me administrate that gifts as long as he's Lord in my life, and then God gives results. You know, let, I use this analogy quite frequently in uh, our discussions, mm-hmm. and it, giftings are like fruit right. that grow on the tree. Right. You know, uh, people come to the fruit tree to eat the fruit, and not be impressed with the bark. Nobody walks yeah. up to Man, a... Man, that's pretty bark. <laughs> yeah. Nobody walks... You use the apple tree. Nobody walks up to an apple tree and say, Man, what awesome leaves. <laughs> yeah. What pristine bark. What great branches. Man, I, real quick, I need to talk about that meme I saw. And it was a, a church sign that somebody uh, was put up. And it said... Uh, he is uh, divine, and we are the branches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. I love He's that. The... He's divine, and we are the branches. Yeah, I love it. Well, you know what? What produces fruit is the what they tell us is the overflow of sap. Right. That sap rises up within that tree. That tree's got to be healthy. The bark needs to be healthy. The limbs need to be healthy. Absolutely. The leaves need to be healthy. But there is a, an overflow of sap that produces that fruit. Mm-hmm. But what happens to fruit is people come and pick it and leave. Right. And so people are not impressed with bark. They're not impressed with branches. They're not impressed with leaves. They want to, when somebody comes to you mm-hmm. and you're serving your gift, we need to understand that uh, that part of it right. is, is very powerful. And moving forward. One thing I, I, I really would like to uh, say in this is that the, uh, the major thing that we need to realize when it comes to fruit is what are you rooted in? Mm. What is the tree rooted in? Absolutely. Are you rooted in anger? Are you rooted in bitterness and hate? Will not the fruit of a, a rotted tree produce rotted fruit? Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're rooted in things like anger, bitterness, hate, hurt, whatever it may be, you're going to produce fruit of that sense. But if we are rooted in truth, our fruit is going to show that. If we are rooted in the gospel, in the love of Jesus Christ, in the calling that He has given us, your fruit will show that. Your character is what will produce good fruit. Absolutely. Bad character uh, may produce fruit, but it won't won't survive long. And someone's fruit will show you where they are spiritually. Absolutely. Well, we've been talking about gifts. Let's move to how do you find your assignment? Okay. All right. I know, I know I've know. i got a gift. I know that the Lord has blessed me, but how do I serve that gift? What are my assignments? Uh, so you're, you're called to be a preacher. Now what? You've been given the gift of communicating the Word of God, but where will you communicate it? Here's the issue, is that too many leaders and preachers twiddle their thumbs while they're waiting for a preaching gig. 
They're waiting for someone to give them a pulpit. They don't take the initiative for themselves. Absolutely. They don't wait. They don't have uh, uh, someone to give. They, nobody's giving them a title. They're waiting for somebody uh, to give their ministry a chance. Right. And we've all we've talked about this on previous podcasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I want to give you uh, today three keys to discovering your gift and assignment. I think these three questions uh, will help someone today. Number one. What problem am I created to solve? Mm-hmm. Let me say it again. What problem am I created to solve? What are you called to do with your gift? Right. What would, what would you know, I think this is a good question to ask ourselves. What would you do right now if money was not an issue? Speaking of the kingdom. What would you do right now? What is your passion right now? that you love so much, I'm asking our, our, our listeners today, Ask what would that. you do right now mm. that you are so passionate about? Now, passion is not a perfect barometer to show you your assignments. Right, right, or burden. But it is a powerful indicator. Absolutely. Uh, usually passions reveal hidden, hidden talent. To, Absolutely. So, it, for instance, what is, it, what is something right now uh, to our listeners that just it grieves you? When you see it going undone, mm-hmm. or it, it it makes you feel anguish when you know you've got the solution, right? That may be a very good indication as to what problem mm-hmm. your gifting is meant, was to, meant solve. to solve. Fantastic! Your gift is the solution to somebody else's problem. Remember, we talked about edifying others, right? This right. is the point: is right. that I don't have my gift to solve my own problems sometimes. But rather in the kingdom, my gifting is mm-hmm. meant to help others solve their problem. Well, that, that goes into speaking of, if my gift is to edify you, mm-hmm. speaking of someone else, not just you, Dad, then your gift is to edify me. It works back and forth. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, a powerful A high tide statement. raises all ships. Yeah. yeah, that's a powerful statement. And I think Paul identifies this when he says the phrase, the body is fitly joined together and mm-hmm. joints supply joints. Right. So we supply each other Absolutely. because of our our abilities and gifts. So do we now see the importance of utilizing your gift? Yes. Because you could be revoking somebody. You could be taking help away from somebody right. by not fulfilling your gift in the kingdom. Absolutely. And that's why I think it's so important to realize, hey, my gift matters. Absolutely. You know, I heard one guy say one time, said, God God made you out of 500 million opportunities of your mother and father. Mm-hmm. 500 million opportunities. God chose you. So you're pretty good. Yeah. You're pretty important. Right. You're pretty valuable. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, that's not a pride statement. That's a... That's a statement. It's a reassuring. He made me. Right. He put seed inside of me. Right. For a purpose. Absolutely. What is it that just, you know, if you're going to ask that question, what is what problem am I here to solve? Right. And it might be a 50, 50 cent nut, <laughs> or it might be a $2,000 engine. Right. But everything is valuable. So the first question right. that I think we ought to ask ourselves dealing with assignment is, what problem am I here? Uh, what am I created to solve? Number two is... What cause? What cause? What cause am I committed to? Mm-hmm. A person who discovers who they are is a dangerous person. Just ask the giant Goliath when he was met 
Mm. by a teenager (laughs) who said, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Isn't there... what What is that thing inside of you that says, I'm not just willing to live for this. I'm willing to die for it. Willing to die for it. You know, a lot of people will live for causes. What's the cause that you will lay your life down for? And I know people will talk about the gospel, but th- that that's true. That's a true statement. But what is it that's inside of you? What is that seed inside of you that says, I got to do this? Right. I've got, I've got to find a way. This right. podcast mm-hmm. is, is an example of that particular thing because Absolutely. God spoke to you. You begin to feel something inside your heart. Right. I, I got to have an outlet. I've, yeah. I, I was not going to be happy until I did that. It, not just like a podcast. I was not going to be happy or feel fulfilled if I did not do something about a need that I saw need to be met. And that need was there's there we 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 went looking there wasn't a lot of podcasts absolutely out there not that deal with generational leadership Mm-mm. and so we decided uh, that's just something we're passionate about absolutely this is something that we want to go so this podcast is even an example of saying okay what problem can I solve mm-hmm. and there's a there's a gazillion leadership podcast out there oh absolutely there is all kinds well, and of, we're not doing this for our podcast out there and we're not doing this for ourselves either no I mean. Lord knows that I do not like listening to myself on recording. <laughs> I just hope that someone likes it out there. But uh, yeah, but we, we we are doing this because there is a need that God showed to you and to me, right? That needed to be met, right? And He gave us the gifts that we could help achieve that. And 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 to me, that's humbling because once we serve our gift, we're we, done. We we're done. We back away. It, it you know that to me is very uh, very key to understanding your assignment. Uh, talking about being passionate about doing what your assignment is because your gift. Jesus is a great example. He said things like, "I must needs go through Samaria. I have got to go. He's got to go." Uh, he also said, "I must be about my father's business." Mm-hmm. Must. He, I must be. Must. You know, uh, Luke writes that, that at one point Jesus steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. He wasn't going to be turned now, any what, other way. He is the ultimate problem solver. Right, yeah. Okay? He is the ultimate of giving to himself. But he's also showing us the example that Jesus was obsessed mm-hmm. of finishing his assignment. To one point... When when Peter said, <laughs> yeah. "Lord, you know the Lord said in three days he's going to die," and Peter said, "Oh God, forbid that yeah, that's going to happen." Don't let that happen. You know, uh, you know he he was rebuked. He rebuked Jesus. My God. <laughs> and then so he turned around. Jesus did, and and he and, did something like uh, what you would do when correcting me in my older years. Yeah, uh, if any years. Yeah, well, you know, like when I was a teenager, okay. and like whippings wouldn't really do anything for me anymore because you know I'm grown. But you would do something like if you've watched NCIS, the Gib Smack. <laughs> Jesus gave Peter the Gib Smack, the ultimate, the ultimate Gib Smack. Yes, he did. The, and if you don't want to know what that is, that's just a smack to the back of the head. Well, he, he what he said was, "Get thee behind me, Satan!" Smack because. <laughs> Seriously, he equated his statement absolutely with a, with adversity to his opposing 
Jesus's purpose. Right. He was so passionate about that. If right. you had, if you oppose that purpose, you might as well be Satan. You might as well be Satan. Well, that to me is heavy. So you know, again, to find your kingdom assignment, here's ask some question: What problem am I created to solve? What cause am I committed to? And the third thing is: How do I best function? Right. Within community. Absolutely. There's no renegades within Christ's uh, giftings. Nope. Nobody no gets renegades. to go AWOL. Right. But but Paul put it like this, that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. If God uses us in any gift, if He reveals Himself to us in any unique way, it is for the benefit of the body. The whole body. Amen. Gifts are meant for the edifying and the unifying of Christ's body. The word prophet here means to gather together, to bring together, to be advantageous, to be beneficial. You know, it really, as a pastor, one of the things I've heard is that, oh, I just don't feel like I'm being used here. Well, find a way. Find a way. You know, it's like the ridiculous statement, I just don't feel like I'm being fed here. Well, well then you're saying immediately, you're saying a statement of a person's maturity. Well, I'm not old enough. Who can't feed themselves? And then it also speaks of <laughs> you still got to pick up the fork. Yeah, you do. I don't. The yeah. the pastor is not there to put the food in your mouth. Yes, sir. <laughs> but we serve our gifts to profit with all. To profit all. What can I do mm. to bring forward the kingdom of God? Right. Where I am right now. Where I am right now. Not waiting for my. You know, my star moment, my, well, once I get become pastor or once I, I become a head of this organization. That's a powerful thing to realize. What am I doing right now mm-hmm. to forward the community? Absolutely. To serve my community. Well, here's something you can do, and we all have to, have to do it on a continual basis, and that's prepare for our, our assignment. My goodness. What, are, what, what am I doing to improve my gift, mm-hmm. make my gift better? What am I doing to prepare myself so when my time comes for the kingdom assignment? Jesus spent 30 years and prepared for a three and a half year ministry. You know, I heard Papa say something about that one time. If Jesus prepared for 30 years, shouldn't you have some time of preparation before you serve your gift? If the Son of God manifested God in flesh... Worked on his no. gifting for 30 years. Yeah. You know he didn't have to. No, he didn't. He was showing an example. Absolutely. And, you know, Perry Noble wrote, wrote a, 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 in one of his leadership books, he said this. It's a powerful quote. Quote, one of the greatest dangers for leaders under 30 is to focus on their desire to be discovered mm. rather than developed. The desire That's to powerful. be discovered mm-hmm. rather than developed. I think the ultimate example of this is Moses. He was 40 years in Egypt preparing for his assignment, right? preparing for his purpose. And then he was another 40 years another. preparing in the wilderness for his assignment, preparing to lead God's people. So Modus, Moses was essentially a protege for 80 years. <laughs> His gifting to be the greatest leader in the Bible, as many people consider him to right. be, was spent with a lot of preparation. And sometimes what mm-hmm. you're doing, it wasn't that he went, 
went to a uni- university per se, though he probably right. did in Egypt, but it was about preparing him for his kingdom right. assignment. Well, and another one was John the Baptist. Such a powerful uh, character in the Bible. Yeah. He, he lived in the desert eating off wild locusts, or locusts and wild honey. Mm-hmm. Wow. But his ministry only lasted for about a year and a half. But what a wow. power-packed year and a half that he did. Absolutely. He is an incredible character in Scripture. Well, and you think, the Bible doesn't really talk about his time in the desert. The Bible doesn't really discuss his time in the desert. But in that time, he was preparing because John had one of... Besides the uh, story of Jesus, mm-hmm. John probably had one of the most important stories to tell because he paved the road that Jesus could walk on. Mm. He was the voice of the message. The message was soon to come, but he was the one that brought it out. Absolutely. Wow. You know, I think it's important to consider our, our life a constant preparation for our next assignment. Let's do our assignment Absolutely. right now, right now, to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. But let's also be preparing for whatever God has for us next. So today, just kind of wrapping up our, our thought, we're talking about finding our place in ministry, finding our assignment, finding our gifts. And that is, first of all, you got to discover what your gift is. Right. Work on that gift. Advance that gift. Let the right motivation be in your heart. Mm-hmm. And then... Find your place or your assignment in the kingdom of God. Right. Where do you fit in community? Ask yourself those probing questions. And then next, watch God produce results Mm. in your life. Absolutely. Man, what a power-packed episode that we've had. Thank you to everyone who has stopped by to listen. Again, I am David Gill. I am co-hosting here with my father, Tim W. Gill, here at Kingdom Link. We hope this series has impacted you. I know it's impacted me uh, studying for it. It's awesome to understand your call, understanding your call. And with that, we wrap up part number three of a three-part series, Understanding Your Call. You can go back to the two preceding podcasts and catch up with part one and part two. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, the likes and the shares and the subscriptions. We really appreciate that. Our goal here is to bring content that will help you in your ministry, specifically to bridge the gap to link between generational leaders. Join us each first and third Thursday of the month as we put out a new podcast that we trust will be a blessing to you. Here at Kingdom Link, we firmly believe leadership only matters when it is passed on. So why don't you go pass it on today? Mm